right, I think that's it. I think that's it, guys. Yo, what's going on? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Monday, October 16th, 2023. My goodness, guys, time is flying by. It's already the middle of October. Berlin is done. Chicago is done. I mean, I feel like the whole year has gone by. We've had London, Boston, all the big marathons, LA, Tokyo, grandmas. Everything has happened already. I feel like we're closing out on the year, but there's still more racing to be done. Indianapolis is on the horizon. Marine Corps Marathon is on the horizon. We've got New York. We've got CIM. Uh, we got the running event. And then going into 2024, I've got Houston, which is just 13 weeks away, which doesn't even sound right. 13 weeks does not sound like the amount of time to cover now, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and then Houston. That just doesn't seem right, does it? I don't know. Uh, but let's talk about some more. First, let's say uh, hi to everyone listening on the podcast on the audio-only version. Weather was really nice here in Crystal Lake. I went for a workout today. It was a little bit windy, but really, for how windy things could be getting this time of year, I'm not going to complain, and hopefully you have weather that is uh, uh, not going to complain or better for your run today. And for everyone else watching this later on YouTube but not live, welcome to the number one place to reconstruct special media unboxing packages for uh, display to kind of, um, you know, it's kind of like a forensic analysis trying to figure out what was this supposed to look like. Today, what we have is the packages from last time. We have problems with both things in the package. We had problems with the shoe delivery system itself and also with the, the, the glasses. So let, <laughs> let me start with the glasses. So these are lenses, Adidas eyewear shields that we tried these. No one thought these looked good on me, but there are replaceable like earpieces and the nose piece. So you can pick out different shields. Let me put on, I finally figured out how to get all this stuff done. There were no instructions on this nose piece, by the way. I just kind of had to muscle it and then it figured out. But I like the clear shield, especially since it's getting cold. I like the idea of like running in the winter with something to kind of protect the eyes at least a little bit. So let's try these on. What do you guys think of these? I, st I still think that maybe these are, are not the look for me, but they are much better than the red ones. So I'll just put these on for a little bit so you guys can get a look at what they look like. I was able to figure it out. And then I think this is what the package that I got from Adidas was supposed to look like. Um, they're set up so that the shoes would be kind of uh, not both sitting exactly flat inside the packaging. And I think this is what it's supposed to look like. But it's still very delicate uh, of a setup. And I think here, you're supposed to, it just kind of like pops open. The back panel just kind of pops open too. And I don't love the way it does that. But then you got the shoes in here and then you can kind of take them out or whatever. So, and here's the other thing. Last time when we were looking at these, oh boy, I can't, I can't actually get them out, out of here without dismantling the whole thing. I felt like the, Primex Strong 2 in here seemed so much taller than the Primex Strong 2 that I have. See, here's here's the ones that I have. Let me see if I could do this. Oh boy. This is gonna be challenging. Here's the one, here's the one that came in this package. It looks gigantic. And here's the one I think both they're both they're just both gigantic. I feel like this one is smaller though. I don't know. What do you guys think? Who knows? 
proof that I was able to get this fixed. It did take me a long time. I've, I've probably spent about 15 minutes, maybe closer to 10 minutes, fiddling with this thing, trying to figure out how it all fits together. And that's this is the closest that I was able to get. Wh whoever made this, hopefully I've done it justice. Okay. All right, let's see who we got in the chat in here. All right. Sega Dreamcast is here, says, yo, what's going on? Happy Monday, everyone. Race the Baltimore Half Marathon in the rain after at an hour and 42 minutes. Guess what, guys? I brought back the soundboard. So we've got cowbells. And perfect timing, too, because for Sega Dreamcast, that was a 15-minute PB. Ooh, and he said, Lake Montebello can't claim me as a victim. Ooh, congratulations. Congratulations. That's amazing. It was rainy out there, too, wasn't it? Really wet. Good job. Uh, <laughs> a noob says, is this where Kabuzi Run Club announces he'll be running the TCS Toronto Marathon in May? Um, I thought the TCS Toronto Marathon was yesterday, this weekend. Is that Was that a half? That wasn't the whole, that wasn't the marathon? Are there two marathons in Toronto? Is that what's going on here? You're gonna have to explain it to me. Um, Nataku says, ring the bell. I finished the Detroit International Half at 2.04, excellent. Nataku says, my last half was 2.14, so it's a huge improvement. Detroit was great, perfect weather. The tunnel got hot though, and it was more hilly than I thought. See, I've, I've been trying to tell you guys, the tunnel is weird. There's more hills than people think. Did you have to run over the bridge for the half? I'm not sure. Hmm, well, good job though. Good job. Uh, Frank says, the indie weather is projected to be 42 degrees with a chance of drizzle. Marine Corps Marathon weather is projected to be a 46 with a chance of drizzle. I feel like a chance of drizzle is exactly what you want because that means it's going to be overcast, right? It might be a little bit cold but humid. So like, yes, it'll be 42 degrees, but your body will, and you'll mentally feel like it's cold. And whenever it's cold and humid, that always feels like it makes it extra chilly, but your body still perceives a high humidity. So watch out the way you guys dress on that. Um, it'll feel 42, but you got to dress like it's a little bit warmer. It, it'll feel uncomfortable, but that's how you got to do it. Andrew Scott says, getting back into the swing of things after Chicago, I'm prepping for Monumental Half on the 28th. Good times. Nice. Um, all right. Sean Devlin says, hi, everyone. Taking a week or two off from running, but my kiddo had a one minute 5K PR at our Twilight Invitational over the weekend. Such a fun night. High school cross country is just the best. It's so it's so much fun to be a fan of uh, when you have a when you have a family member in uh, high school or even younger for cross country. I gotta say, I've been having a good time with it. Uh, Mark Peterson says, "Hey everyone, three weeks till New York. Twenty miles yesterday, so time to start tapering." Mark, you're doing a three week taper. That's a long taper. Mark, I, are you are you running? I thought I thought you weren't running for some reason. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. Morgan the running guy says, Yo, 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 just did my first run post Chicago. Got sick last Monday too. Uh at least it was the end of the trip. And it's great to be back out there. Nice. Well, welcome back. Um, all right. Manor Run says, Yo, what's going on? And congrats on all the PRs to everybody. Officially halfway done with the year of five Ks. Still about twelve weeks behind posting them to socials, but it was a non PR attempt this week with Hartford Marathon Weekend. Yeah, I so saw a lot of people ran that one. Um, I do really like Hartford. That's where I fly in. If I'm visiting my sister, it's geographically farther away than going to JFK, 
but it's so much more pleasant to fly into Hartford than it is to fly into JFK. It's worth, and it takes, traffic-wise, it takes about the same amount of time. So, I like Hartford, but pretty much I've only been to the airport. That's a hilly race, though, isn't it? Hmm. Eliza says, Hi, CoFam. Ran the Ghost Train Ultra this weekend. I love that race. One of the best in terms of sport and fun. Oh, wait, guys. Um, by the way, I did sign up for a trail race. Uh, it's local. It's just at my, it's at the park where I normally run and the park where, did I tell you guys I went to a high school cross country meet? It's at the, the same park. They run a slightly different course, but that is a hilly cross country course. Oh my goodness. They, that course finishes the high schoolers. They finish running down a hill that I literally take my kids sledding on in the winter. It's that steep of a hill. So you're coming down the hill and then you run across a flat uh, field. So it's a pretty fun finish. Um, but that's also where uh, this race is. It's called the Soul Crusher 10 Mile. It advertises itself as the toughest race, trail race in the Midwest. You know, and I like that kind of bravado. As the number one live stream that repairs broken unboxing uh, products, I feel like a race that builds itself as the toughest race in the Midwest. That's one I can get behind. And uh, I looked at the uh, the the, the um, GPX file for it, and I know most of the course, but there's some parts where I'm like, where is that? I don't know if I've seen that part before. So it'll be exciting. So I'll be doing a 10-mile trail race. Uh, I think I'm going to bring poles. I don't know if I'm going to bring a pack. And I think I'm going to run it hard. Maybe not race. I think it's going to take me more than two hours to do it but we'll see we'll see uh kevin wants to know which shoe am i going to use the tribuco max no i'm going to go with the craft uh oh it's all the way over there the craft ultra trail the one that i got uh up in mont blanc i feel like that is going to be a really great shoe to be able to run in that one and i haven't done the review on that shoe yet because i wanted to test it on some more of the trails locally and i've just been kind of putting it off and I feel like this will be the perfect time. So it'll be a twofer. I'll be able to do make a race video out of it. And then I'll do the finish up and make the review of that shoe once I do that. Kevin Laura wants to know how much elevation gain is there? Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't a ton. But for this, for the Midwest, I feel like it was a lot. It was, I, th I want to say it was over a thousand feet. Maybe 1200 feet for 10 miles. I feel like that's pretty good for this area. <laughs> Um, Mark Meyer says, there's a race at Veterans Acres called Frozen Gnome. I think it's January. I was considering that. Uh, I think it's a 10K, 50K. There is. Uh, I remember running last year um, through Veterans Acres and it was snowing. And people were, and I came across two other dudes in the trails and they like had the biggest smiles on and they were like, are you training for Frozen Gnome? And I was like, for what? Um, no, I'm just going for a jog today. And they were disappointed that I wasn't because I think they were and they wanted to make some friends ahead of time. I think they thought I was scoping the course. But I was thinking, I I wasn't in town that weekend, I think. Because otherwise, I think I would have done it. Because I'd just been like, oh, I'll just go do the 10K. You know? Um, yeah, Danny Burton says, is it one loop? Uh, I think there's two loops because there's a five mile and a 10 mile option. They say it's a five-ish mile and a 10-ish mile race and they're like the extra mileage is free and um 
Yeah, so I think I'm guessing it's two loops. I'm not sure which way they're going because it cuts through some of the parts that I normally don't go. So, uh, Adam says, oh, you got to check that they allow poles. Not all trail races do. That, oh, thanks for the heads up. Thank you. Mm. Kevin Hong says, if Mike becomes a cross country coach, does he have to disclose to the kids that he was not paid to coach and no one will see or review his coaching before they hear it in practice? <laughs> uh no but they probably i mean i probably will go over my credentials i think i mean my my daughter is trying to convince me to become a volunteer assistant coach for the track team um but i'm like i'm not i'm like do i have, i'm like do i have to teach at the school don't I have to teach at the school to do that and she's like well then just become a substitute teacher they're always looking for substitute teachers and then uh my wife forwarded me like they are looking for a substitute teacher at school. I'm like, I, number one, I'm not sure that I need to be a substitute teacher to be able to coach. Number two, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be able to be at most of the practices. And um, and I'm, right there. I'm like, do you really want me to be your coach? And my daughter says, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I don't think anyone wants that. I don't think anyone really wants that. So. <laughs> uh. Uh, Manor Run says about the Hartford, uh, they've redesigned the Hartford co course twice in the last 10 years or so, but yes, there's no avoiding hills on that course, half or full. Okay. All right, so I'll never do that one. <laughs> Leroy McCoy says, Hi, Go Podcast listener. And despite, well, welcome here. He says, but Despite blowing up during the last 5K of Hartford Marathon, I ran a 308 19, 308, a 19 minute PR. That's amazing. Amazing. And he said, it was a new course for 2023 with a bit less overall elevation. There you go. There you go. Uh, Adam says, and you know you're a trail runner if you smile and when it's snowy, I see money, et cetera. <laughs> uh, I, do not like, uh, I do not like it in veterans' acres when it's muddy, although that's usually when I'll do um, product testing because then all the fell runners in the UK won't be super angry that it, I didn't test it in the mud. And then... Uh, but I love it when it's snowy there. It's so beautiful. Calvin says, you know, it's a trail race, so 10 miles is a guesstimate. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be closer to like 11, maybe 12 is what I'm kind of like settling in for. So like two hours would be an estimate if it were 10 miles. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit longer. Mm, all right. Aaron's basement says, uh, I got a 10 miler this weekend. Any tips on pacing them? Brian. Um, yeah, I kind of run it like, uh, basically it's like, uh, a little bit slower than threshold effort, you know? So, uh, well, at least for me. So when I do cherry blossom 10 mile, I think of it kind of like, uh, it's more like half marathon than it is a 10 K kind of effort. And uh, for me, a lot of times that 10 mile comes out to the workouts that I do, my threshold repeats. So that's kind of where that fits for me. Depending on your paces, that could be a little bit different because threshold should be about a little kind of close to out, like our race pace. So that's how I would look at that. Um, if your depends on what your miles at threshold are, threshold may, may or may not be appropriate. Does that make sense? Um, but like, I'd say, think of it a lot like 
a half marathon, maybe just a bit faster. PJ says, got any recommendations for prescription sunglasses for running? I don't love contacts and upcoming the Adidas eyewear system, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. The nice thing about the Adidas eyewear system is they are, it's very um, robust in terms of the system and sizing. So like these shell, these, uh, what are they called? Shields, I don't love the shape of them. But the ones that I got when I went to, and I ran on them yesterday. Uh, the ones that I got when I went to Italy, those uh, had a much bigger shield, a much more face covering. And now, so I prefer that shape. Plus, you can get them in lots of different widths. So uh, I have a very wide face. So that, may, that makes a lot of prescription eyewear weird for me. But with Adidas, there was like lots of different ways to kind of like tailor the fit. Um, I had to send them a bunch of measurements and stuff. So that's one way to do it. It makes the ordering process a little bit more complicated, but maybe if you could get it from like a prescription, like eyewear provider, they can help you with those measurements. Or there's like apps that you can use. Like you put an iPad to your face and it takes your picture and stuff like that. Um, I also like Roka a lot too. So they're a little bit more straightforward and their sizes aren't as varied, you know? So some of the frames from Roka just looks tiny on my face because I have a wide face. So depends on like the style of the lens a little bit. Um, but those would be the first two places that I look for prescription sunglasses. And like these style, this style is great for like being active, but like the ones that I have from Roka, like I can drive in them, I can run in them, I could wear them around and they don't look crazy. But if I like wear these around, like if I wear these around, people would think that I just came from the shop. This would actually make for good eye protection, even though these are a little bit small. Like, the, like my other ones though, they're like this big. That would make for a good eye. I think that would, yeah, if I had a wood shop, I'd totally wear them in there. <laughs> Heather B says, Co, thanks for reigniting my love of running a year ago. After not running for six years, I've hit PBs for my one mile through the marathon distance this year. That's amazing, Heather. Thank you for sharing that. That's so cool. That's so cool. I love to hear that. Uh, Ray Martin says, heading to Ireland, we'll be hiking slash biking, running for exercise and visiting a national park in Dublin. Set on the SC Trainers V2, Nova Blast, Speed Goats, and Solomon X Ultra Pioneers for wet conditions. That's a lot of shoes, but I suppose like you'll probably also need to have um, biking shoes too. Man, that sounds like a fun adventure. I feel like any anyone that anyone that tells me, "Hey, I just planned this trip. Here's what I'm gonna need to bring: a bike, SC Trainer version two, Nova Blast, Speed Goats, and Solomon Ultra Pioneers." That sounds like a pretty fun trip. Awesome. Really, really cool. <laughs> it feels crazy to bring this many shoes. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you don't need to bring like both the SE Trainer and the Nova Blast. I know they're very different shoes, but just to kind of like trim things down a little bit, because then you have like a road running shoe, a trail shoe, and then a hiking shoe. You know what I mean? Because you probably, I don't know if you also have a biking shoe too. It just feels like, a, it does feel like a lot. And shoes take up so much space in your luggage. Uh, PJ says, the Adidas look like an inner prescription lens glass with interchangeable over lenses. I like the concept a little more than connect, committing to a single expensive prescription lens. Yes, that's true. And even these, 
um, I've noticed these new ones that they sent me have the little notch inside where I can put in the prescription insert. I haven't tried that yet. Maybe for tomorrow's live stream, I'll try this prescription insert inside these shop glasses. You know, there we go. Mm, all right. Nataku says, Ko, now that I've finished the half, how would you suggest training to improve my PR for my 5K? I have a local turkey trap that I want to crush. Okay, so reminder, I'm not a coach, but you've got, what, basically a month, right? A month and maybe five weeks to train for this um, 5K, and you just finished a half marathon. So I feel like you're in really great shape to do some fine tuning. You've got distance. So you've got some a lot of aerobic training that you've been doing to get ready for this half marathon. Now, I would probably still keep one long-ish run a week, or if you're on a nine-day cycle, per nine-day cycle. Probably doesn't have to be quite as long, but your workouts, you're going to change them so that they're all 5K-specific workouts. So I would say like workouts like 8 to 10, depending on how you feel on them. Like Let's start with 8, and then you can work up to 10, 12, maybe 16. But 8, 400s at your 5k pace with 90 second rest in between and you can walk around for that you don't have to like jog during that but just do a lot of 5k pace and maybe even some faster stuff so maybe on some of your easy runs put in some strides where those strides are about 15 seconds at mile race pace just throw that in there maybe six of them towards the end with like 45 seconds rest so 15 seconds on and 45 seconds off do that for one of your, at the end of one of your easy runs, maybe the day before your long run kind of thing. So that's how I would switch it. So for me, if I'm doing half marathon or marathon training, the big workout that I'm doing a lot of times is threshold mile repeats. If I was gonna start training for a 5K, I would switch that to then 400 meter repeats or 200 meter repeats. If I'm doing 200 meter repeats, I'm gonna probably do that closer to mile race pace. If I'm doing 400 meter repeats, I'm gonna, or 800 meter repeats, or maybe even some 600s. I'll do that at my 5K race pace. So that's how I would switch that up. And I'd say you probably can do that up to like the week of Thanksgiving and then just do a short taper before the race. Niner49 says, when you hit your marathon PR, what did your Garmin race predictor say your time was before the race? I don't remember. I wanna say I thought I was gonna run like a 302, 305. I've never had a sub three Mer Garmin race prediction. And I think because of the algorithm that you use employs a different coaching philosophy than what I employ. And so like I wasn't doing the right workouts. I wasn't hitting the right like indicator workouts that Garmin was looking for to test fitness, you know. Dominic Smirnowski says, Whoa, it says, I take eight to 10 running shoes on trips on a regular basis, upside down smiley face emoji. That is the correct emoji to, to put there. <laughs> eight to 10, I don't, think, I don't think I've ever taken more than, I think I took five is the biggest most that I've taken. And that was when I went to Budapest slash um, Chamonix because I had a road kind of trip and then a like a roads trip where I was running basically in the magic speed three most of the time and then i had mountains that i was running in that's that's crazy eight to ten is a lot you must have really long trips something like fun 
Pace pusher, what's going on? Says nothing like a Kabuzi run club at thirty-five thousand feet on a flight to Hawaii. Nice, dude. Pace pusher, didn't you just run Chicago? Didn't you just have a really good result out here? Did I see a video that you made? Or is that someone else? Stevie seventy six says to get ready for that five k for not to go. You have to adopt a mantra, something with a turkey theme. <laughs> Why does it? It doesn't. It does not have to be turkey themed. <laughs> but I like that idea. <laughs> I don't even know what those would be. That's so funny. Um, Schopenhauer says, uh, as a beginner, how do I know I'm ready to run five six times a week? I've been doing uh, day in, day out, and it seems appropriate, but should I split each run my run mileage to run more days? Um, I would say like usually it happens when you're like, all right, I've been running for a little while and I'm gonna train for this next race coming up and I'd like to run faster. Maybe I'll add another day. That's usually how most people end up running more or most people end up running more when it's like, hmm, four days is great. Maybe I'll add a fifth because I'm enjoying it. So either those are like the kind of the two main ways. And uh, I would say if you've not done it, um, like if you're running four days a week, so you're running like every other day, it, se it sounds like, um, then I would say like uh, take another extra day. Well, instead of just like adding the day and keep doing it every other day, um, find a spot where you could put two days consecutively and don't just split them in half. So let's say just to keep the math simple that you're doing like four miles every time. Right. So don't just say like, all right, on Monday, I'm going to run four, then I'll have my normal rest day. Then Wednesday, I'm going to run two. And then Thursday, I'm going to run two. You know, I wouldn't do that. I might do like Wednesday. So Monday, your Wednesday, still leave that at four. And then on Thursday, you know, if you're new to it, add two, two miles in there. And then take another rest day. So it's going to throw off your schedule a little bit. So take another rest day. And then I guess that means Friday's a rest, and then Saturday you can do your normal third run of the week. Does that make sense? Hopefully that made sense. Mm. Cannabis Culture Tech Life says, do you feel Garmin predicts your VO2 max correctly at least? Race predictor is based off of that for a large part. Uh, I have no real idea because um, well, I guess like I haven't, oh, I just, I have to just charge my Garmin right now, but, um, I think it's telling me right now I'm at a VO2 max of 54 and it's giving me like a 5k race prediction of 1943. I don't think that it's a straight, like you're, I think you're right. It's not pulling straight off the VO2 max charts, but I don't know how accurate that VO2 max predictor is because I've never... Uh, actually had my VO2 max tested. It's something that I'd like to do. And then I saw something a little while ago. Matt Choi was doing something on a track in Austin. Someone came out to him and there's like a mobile VO2 max device that someone has developed. You wear, you basically, you run with a backpack and then it can tell you what it is. And so I wrote in the comment of that reel that I saw. I'm like, I want this. And then so the person who was there that owns the company, like messaged me and was like, hey, we've got like a device. Uh, let me know when you're in New York. And then I, for, I have to go back and find that because I'm gonna be in New York in about a month or three weeks, I think, three weeks. 
So maybe I can test that. But then even then, I don't know how accurate that is compared to a, like a lab. So I got to find a lab test for VOT max. So I don't know. Big Specialist said, yeah, he was in, in, in Chicago. Doing as a training room for New York City. Ooh, New York better watch out. That was, that's amazing. Dan Johnson says, eight or 10 running shoes on a trip. That's nothing. I sometimes take up to 12 pairs of underwear. <laughs> but um, so my daughter had to go uh, on her like her school field trip where they went to like this cabin and they were gone for like two nights, three days, two nights, basically. And uh, she's packing and uh, we're like, how much did you pack? Usually my wife does all the packing. Like every time we go on a trip somewhere, um, a lot of times I do feel guilty about it because my wife usually stays up late, like the night before we have a road trip to go like to grandma's house for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. But I've tried helping out and I definitely make things worse and I get in her way and it, it frustrates her. So I just, I have to let her do it. Um, uh, but when my daughter was packing, she was like asking me and stuff too. And she was asking my wife and she's like, how much underwear should I bring? I'm like six. She's like, what? I'm like, what if you poop yourself three times? That's how many you need to bring. So like once a day, what if you poop yourself once a day? She's like, why would I poop myself once a day? I'm like, I don't know, but that's how much underwear you bring. You asked. And my wife's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know my, I don't I actually don't know how many pairs of underwear my daughter brought, but yeah. <laughs> uh. Frank says, you know, it seems like the race predictor algorithm should at least correct after you just ran a marathon faster than what it's predicting. Yeah, you would think. It didn't, though. After I ran a marathon, yeah, I don't think it did. But then I'm like, and I have to think about it. I guess I have to just check my Strava. I don't actually know which, I don't remember which watch I wore. I don't remember if I wore the Pacer Pro or if it was, I'm pretty sure it was the Garmin 255. I'm not sure. Frank says, Koros had my VO2 max at 57 and Apple has it at 63. That's a really big difference. Uh, Will Gravel says, my race predictor changed a couple years ago and has been wrong ever since. Gives me a VO2 max of 69, which seems probably accurate, but after running a 229 marathon, it proceeds I could run a 242. <laughs> uh, and that's what Frank was talking about, saying it should auto-adjust itself. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. I'm reading the, the chat backwards. I'm going the wrong way. Shannon says, I just checked my watch race predictor. It thinks I can run at 246. I wonder if I can win for farthest off the predictor. <laughs> that's incredible. I've never seen a fast... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone's race predictor pictures faster than three hours. I've probably seen Ben Johnson's. Maybe that's one that I've seen. I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure I've seen Ben Johnson's and it's always impressive. Interesting. 
All right, Kuvang says, looking at my two blocks this year, I noticed I got real gun shy and had a hard time doing speed work and even stopped doing strides. All mental. Any tips to combat this mental blockage? I'd say, you know, try and run with a friend. You know, get someone either on a bike or find a run crew or a run club. Some people that are wanting to do some workouts too and just go do it with them. Or I would say, um, you know, hit the trails a little bit. When you, I mean, when you, you have, it's less structured, but then you'll have undulation. And if you got something with some hills in there, then just run hard up the hills, you know, and don't try not to think of it so much as a workout and just run, make it fun, make it fun in a different way. Sneak like vegetables to children, sneak the, the work in there somehow. And usually hills is, I think, is a good way to do that. All right. Ryan Flake, running question of the day. Yeah! <laughs> See, I don't know how I thought we could get away with not using these sounds. But we got the running shoe question of the day. What is the best carbon-plated racer for training? I would say the oblique answer is an old, an old pair of your favorite carbon-plated racing shoe. So like, let's say your favorite racing shoe is the Metaspeed Sky Plus. Then I would say an old pair of the Metaspeed Sky Plus. You know what I mean? Because then it's like similar feeling of the shoe you love, but maybe a little bit more compressed, maybe not quite as much pop as it used to have, but you're still getting that same sensation. That's kind of how I would put it. Another way to look at it though, ones that I think are really fun. I really like the Primex Strung too. It's heavy, but it's super cushioned and it's very fun to run in, I think. Um, I also feel like um, the... Endorphin Pro 3 is a really nice one for training, or racing too, but it's also really good for training because it's a little bit spongier of an experience. And where is it? I can't see if I can see it. The SC Elite version three. It's more soft and squishy than it is poppy. So like that's gonna be really easy on your easier, a lot easier on your body. So that's one that I don't love. It's not one of maybe my top three favorite racers, but it is a great one to have in the rotation because it's really fun to take on workouts because it's so easy on the body. So those would be three that I would look at specifically. Mm, and there was one over here earlier. I forget. It was a question about um, doing CIM and Chicago. Uh, let's see where to go. What is a specific question? Whoever had that question, can you retype, retype it in there? I want to make sure I can get it. Mm -hmm. Gassius Dave says, in the meantime, Gassius Dave says, uh, what are the muscle groups that are sore when I do long runs? Uh, for me, it's usually my feet that are sore on long runs. And then sometimes I feel it in my lower quads. That's always where I feel it, whether it's a long run or a workout. I always just feel it like right above my knees. That part kind of feels sore. If it's a very hard effort, then I'll feel it kind of uh, medial on the inside of the, of the part right above my knee. That is this part that always gets super tender after like a marathon or a really long, hard race effort. And then if I use the the roll-on recovery the r8 the thing that looks like a giant spider if i use that on that i'll i'll just audibly scream because it's usually so tight and tender 
Um, Stephen C says, are you still going to the gym? I'm, I haven't been in a while, but I'm going tonight. So 13 weeks out from Houston, time to get back on it. Travel kind of messed up a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I think I've maybe been two times in the last month and then maybe two times a month before that. So July, between July and August or August and September, maybe four times, which isn't a lot. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking tentatively now for my Houston buildup. I'm probably gonna keep with the weights until maybe the last month. So once we hit like TRE, um, then I um, will switch away and stop hitting the weights. I'll do it two out of every three workout days. So like two days every nine, because I'm on a nine day cycle. Um, and I think I'm gonna do a lot of doubles this, this time around um, with most of those doubles just being 30 minutes easy in the afternoons for running. And then when I switch from tapering off the weight room the last month before Houston, I'll probably do double thresholds in that last month. So I'll have like two weeks maybe of maybe, and it'll maybe be, end up being like, you know, four double threshold session days just to really like put a fire underneath everything. That's kind of the tentative layout. I'm not sure. I'm making it up as I go. Oh, I'm not making it up as I go. I'm making it up. But I'm just trying to think of like, what are pieces that have worked well in prior marathon buildups? And when did I do what? You know? Frank says, yay, doubles. Double all the things. I'm not du <laughs> I'm just doubling the number of runs. <sighs> you know? Steve Zabrowski says, whatever happened to the drone? It just sits in a cupboard over there. I have a pilot's, I, I think I still have a pilot's license. I actually don't know if it's current. I think I have to renew every year. I did have a drone pilot's license. Um, so I could use it commercially, like for the YouTube channel. I just find it so obnoxious to fly anywhere that I want to fly in terms of flying legally. So I just... I just never bothered to bring it around anymore. So it's in there. All my other drones I've given to my nephews. And there was one day where I got like four frantic phone calls of like, how do I do this? How do I do that? I'm like, like Google search, dude. I'm like, I don't remember. I haven't used that drone in two and a half years. Did you download the app? You need the DJI app for it. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. So I'm just trying to, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so yeah, my, my, a lot of a lot of my all my old ones, my nephews have, but I still have the one. It just doesn't get flown very often. The last time it flew, my youngest daughter flew it right into the house, <laughs> like hard. <laughs> it was pretty funny. CV76 says, "What's Meg's last OTQ attempt? CIM? I don't know. We didn't. I don't. I don't remember if I talked about that with her uh, or not. So um, I have I have a feeling if she does again, my gut." Did they did they talk about that on any of the post Chicago stuff? I don't know. Mm. Brian says, "Shoe question: Any good entry level trail shoes? Ultraflies aren't cutting it uh, out for me, and they're kind of expensive. Want a good all around pair to get my feet wet? Um, I think well, it's a good all around trail shoe. Um, let's see. Let me look at this wall over here for a second." What am I liking? Um, 
Okay. The Glidemax Trail from Solomon, I really like that one. It doesn't have a lot of crazy lugs, but it's very comfy. Um, the Vafate Speed 4 is probably a super excellent trail shoe, but it's very expensive. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The Trabuco Max 2, I really, really like. It's super chill. Not something I would take for the most technical of stuff, but for entry level, I think that's a really nice and comfy one. Um, yeah, those would be a couple that I would look at. Peg trails are usually pretty solid as an entry level trail kind of shoe too. So those would be someone that I would look at. All right, let me scroll down and catch up with you guys. Let's see. Alf Dickinson says, knees over toes guy has some strength, good strength in these exercises. Sure does. Oh, here's a comment I was looking for. Dan Dalton says, Peg Trail 4 GTX. That is a good shoe. Uh, Speed Goat 5. I also really love that one. Um, I love the 5 much more than the 4. There's more room, volume, tallness in the toe box. It's got that stretchy vamp thing. It really makes a big difference. Um, but isn't that one a little bit on the expensive side? How much does the Trabuco Max cost? Does the Trabuco Max 2 cost more than the Speed Goat 5? I have a feeling they cost pretty similar. Speedgo 5 is a pretty good... That's a really good one. You can use that in pretty much everything. North Face Vective 3. I have not tried any North Face shoes. Ever. Hmm. Mm, all right, where'd it go? Uh... Richard Wilson says, yes, they did talk about Megan's OTQ. Thomas gave a TMI, which is really the kind of thing that should be more open if the person is okay with it. Oh, okay. Um, all right. I'll have to go back and listen to that so I can catch up. I mean, I was there when they talked about it, but I don't really recall what was discussed. Um, no, although if, if we were talking about the recap that they did in Baltimore, I was not there for that one. So I'll have to check that out. I'm behind on a lot of stuff. Do you know why I'm behind on reading a lot of stuff? One, uh, listening to a lot of stuff. I just finished reading. I don't know how I, this got into my library, but I just listened to on Audible Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants. Really, really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I'm currently listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger's book, and I'm super into it. I did not think I was going to be super into it. Um, I don't know why I ordered it. But I did, and it starts off rocky. It starts off really weird, um, kind of like it, it's like uh, it starts off like someone is reading in series a bunch of inspirational Jim Bro quotes. It kind of feels like that for like a good half hour, and then there's some good storytelling in there, and then it is becoming like inspirational. So I'm like, oh. Okay. Okay, this is turning around. It's got some legs under it now. It's kind of good. I'm surprised. But yeah. So that's why I'm like behind on listening to stuff. Eric says, is it Arnold's voice on the book or someone else? It's Arnold's voice. It's really funny. Dude, he tells a story about <laughs> he tells a story about how uh he's always such a dedicated actor and he memorizes like the entire script and stuff so that way he can always make sure he's nailing his lines and he's like the only time 
I messed up my lines or, or if I forgot my lines is when he was filming the movie Twins. Uh, and uh, he, there's a point in the movie, in the audiobook where he says like, and Danny replaced my daily lunchtime stogie with pot. And then that afternoon, I was not very good at saying my lines. And just the way he like says those sentences is just is just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> just so fun. It's just so funny. So funny. Uh, Gaseous Dave says, "Ever thought about doing the Jack and Jill uh, or Seattle Marathon? I do not want to do the Seattle Marathon because it feels like it's really hilly. I've not done the Jack and Jill, but I've done the Light at the End of the Tunnel, which I feel like is almost the exact same course." I think light at the end of the tunnel may have come first before Jack and Jill. There was a while where Jack, for a while where Jack and Jill was not a BQ eligible course just cause it hadn't been like USATF certified or something like that. I don't know if that's changed now, but I've run the light at the end of the tunnel course. It's super fun. It's probably one of my favorite courses to ever run. Uh, Scott Tischer says, Hey, Kofuzi actually made it to a live session. Glad to catch everyone. Happy Monday. All well, thanks for making it Scott. Glad to have you here. Uh, Sean Mann says, have you tried running without socks? I have. Well, back when I was triathlon training, I ran a couple times without socks. I did not enjoy it. I found a way just to make sure I extra, extra dried my feet before I had to put my socks on in the transition zone because I just didn't like it. And then in high school and in college, I always went without socks in my spikes. Now I still wear socks in my spikes. You know? <laughs> Steven he says he's going to carry the boats. You don't know me, son. <laughs> uh, Andrew Scott says, Arnold's been making the rounds on the podcast circuit. He was pretty good on Marin's show. That sounds like a very interesting combination of people. Amazing. Brian Lang says, how did the pegs compare to the, how did the trail pegs compare to the regular pegs? I was never really a fan of the latter. Yeah, it's a completely different shoe. Completely different. Um, and I always feel like I don't understand how the Pegasus can be a shoe that I dislike so much when I love both the Vomero of the last couple few iterations and the Peg Trails. Like, those are so enjoyable that the unenjoyableness of the regular Pegasus is it feels intentional. It feels spiteful. You know what I mean? I just really enjoy the peg trails. It's good. It's really good. Huh. I got them down here. So it's with React Foam. And this React Foam is so much better than the React Foam that's in the regular Pegasus. So like they can make, they're still making good React. I see it every year in the peg trail. Um, but I don't know. I'm also excited to try the Vomero 17 because I think they've actually gone back to Kushlan as the foam carrier. And I don't know if this new Kushlan is basically just the SRO2 that we saw in the Vomero 16 last year, but I'm glad they're calling it Kushlan. I don't know. That just feels comfortable to me. Nostalgic, you know. Mm, Calvin wants to know what's Arnold's marathon period. I don't think he's ever run a marathon. 
And Phil Hortman says, I was pleasantly surprised to see Kipchoge honored with owning the number 26 in Mike Greenberg's new book, Got Your Number, where he details which athletes should own numbers 1 through 100. Yeah, I feel like Kipchoge should own 26. I mean, I feel like maybe Meb, but yeah, Kipchoge feels right. Niner49 says, what's your favorite aura movie? Mine is True Lies. Kindergarten Cop. Easy. <laughs> That's uh, I've never even seen True Lies. Uh, Kindergarten Cop, maybe number one. Number two would have to be uh, Twins. Number three would probably be Terminator 2. And then four would be... Um, uh, what's the one with Sinbad in it? Jingle All the Way. There we go. My top four Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, a lot of you guys are mentioning saying get to the chopper. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Predator movies are really good. Uh, I I don't think I've really seen a Conan movie except for maybe like on afternoon network television growing up. You know, then I wasn't really watching it. So, but yeah. Sam Walter says, good evening, Co from the UK. Sadly, it's starting to get cold and wet here, and so my running routes are a road to trail. Any recommendations, please, for a light trail that can get wet muddy? Uh, the, hmm, I do like the peg trail, especially the Gore-Tex one, which is what I have. I run in the snow with it. I don't have a problem with it. Some people complain about Nike outsole grip. I feel like the peg trail for Gore-Tex was a nice choice. Um, that is a good road to trail option as well. We've already talked today about the speed goat and the Mafate. Those have surprisingly good road manners. Um, I believe there is a Gore-Tex speed goat five. It's an all black. looks pretty sharp. Um, that might be the answer for you in muddy wet UK. Um, La Sportiva is also very popular in the UK. I've, I've only run in one La Sportiva before. Um, so that, it's probably for good reason because of how muddy it gets over there for you guys. So those would be some options that I would look at. I don't. I don't think I've answered this many trail running questions ever. I don't think this many. I don't think I've been. I don't think people have actually thought to ask me this many trail running shoe questions because I. It's not my forte, but I appreciate you guys. I appreciate that it's like. Uh, I'm looking to get into trail running. I need to do some light trail running. I need to do some road to trail. Those are the kinds of questions that I could actually answer. Gassy Day says, when Arnold and the students run out during the fire drill in Kindergarten Cop. That is such, I mean, I just, I love that movie. It's a, it's a movie that my sister and I bond over. I don't know why, but it just happened about the right time and my sister and I like watched it a million times. Um, we both really enjoy it. And what's weird, so I think what happened was at some point we must have taped it either on t actual tape or on like a TiVo or something like that years ago. And whatever recording we had, like skipped the first like 20 minutes, 15 minutes of the movie. And I always forget that there's a very like, not graphic, but given the context of the rest of the movie, there's a very uh, intense action sequence at the beginning of that movie. Totally forgot about that. I, it surprises me every time I think about it. All right. 
Uh... <laughs> Megan, bring the toys back to the carpet. Is that your lunch? Then why are you eating it? Spit it out now. It's <laughs> so funny. I I just I just really enjoy that movie. Yeah, it's not a tumor. That is such a good line. Brian says, uh, I, I really feel like Nike has like five different types of foam of Re for React and ZoomX. The, either that or they have five different factories where React is made. Either one can be equally true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Jason Tang says, the Vomero is Kushlon 3.0, if I recall correctly. I don't know what, was there Kushlon 2.0? I just feel like it was Kushlon and then it wasn't Kushlon anymore. Then they weren't calling it that. And then we went to React. I don't know. But I'm excited to see. Is that out now? Can I buy it? I saw 40 has it, but the UK gets Nike shoes before the US does a lot of times, especially with the Vomero. The UK actually got the Vomero 15, which we didn't get in the US. Mm. All right, at least with Sarah said this. All right. At least just Googled. They don't know me, son. And a bunch of videos of Goggins came up, so I was right. How do the people not know about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pace Pleasure agrees. He says, I don't like peg on the road, but I love the peg trail. I'm, I'm with you right there. I'm with you. Stevie 76 says, um, why did the pair of socks decide to break up? Because one of them always had to be right and the other one left. Yes. You, okay. I'll, here, I'll end with this one This today, guys. So yesterday was uh, our town's trunk or treat. And my wife got super into it. It was kind of annoying how into it she was getting. I mean, she'd been, she'd been working on this for the entire month. For those of you who don't have the joy of, of knowing what trunk or treat is, I didn't really know about it until a couple of years ago. Uh instead of like kids trick-or-treating a bunch of people in some sort of group school my uh my wife's godparents they're in a car club and the car club does a trunk or treat everyone gets in you meet at a parking lot all the cars line up you open up the trunks and you give candy out of the trunks and you can decorate them and stuff like that and so we've been doing this for a really long time and uh we're getting set up and it's starting to go and there's all sorts of kids at our car and stuff and we're giving away candy and then my daughter wanted to go trunk or treating so we go around and as we're going around i look back at my wife and i can see her face as she like all the kids are like checking out all the crafts that she's been like an entire week if not weeks creating and they were like looking at it and like marveling at it and stuff and she's handing out candy and you know we have food allergies in our house so we had food allergy safe treats to give out to kids uh, if they had food allergies and she was giving those out too and she was just super excited about it all and it was really I, I had a moment where I was like okay I'll let her do as much as she ever wants to do for this because she looked very happy so I was very happy about that and then later after that I came back and uh, I was kind of manning the candy and I let 
all the dad jokes go. I was having so much fun with all the dad jokes. So we have all these like Halloween themed like pencils and like slap bracelets and stuff. So I was telling the kids, hey guys, don't forget. I know we got candy and you guys are super into that, but I also know that kids spend a lot of time doing homework probably because you like it so much. So grab some pencils. I know you guys love them. And then some of our allergy safe snacks were Utz, UTZ, the chips company. They have uh, like, and it says it on the label, like peanut free. Little Halloween, the bags are Halloween themed, like cheese balls and pretzels. And I was just like, and I know you kids love cheese balls, so make sure you grab the cheese balls. Kids love cheese balls. And they're like, what? I'm like, cheese balls or pretzels. Help yourself. It's right by the Rice Krispie Treats. You guys get any of those? Help yourself. And then after a while, I got bored. And when I saw some of the bigger kids coming back, I was like, come, step right up. Come on, guys. Yeah, I know you've been here already. That's okay. Come on again. Take a candy. Leave a candy. Just like the penny when you go to the convenience store. You know, if you want to take a candy, fine. If you need to drop off a candy, fine. You know, so I was just, and they were like, what are you talking about? And I was just having a great time, like uh, heckling some of the older kids. So, yeah, I don't know. Trunk or treat, I used to think it was super lame, but we had a good time. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's it. <laughs> Michelle Devine says, cheese balls. One kid got like super graphic with it. I'm like, hey, let's uh, tone it down here, son. We're just talking about snacks. We're just talking about snacks in a bag. Easy, easy, easy. You know? <laughs> so he was like, what? What? I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I was messing up. Pencils is like, and just got to this like passing out floss. And then one of the candies we had was like dots. You know those like gumdrop things? I'm like, everybody loves dots. If you got a filling you don't want, just get some dots. The thing filling will pop right out. You know. <laughs> so the kids were like, what? And the parents thought that was funny. And I was just like, oh man, I'm in I'm in I'm in I'm in my happy place. Dad jokes all day long. That was great. <laughs> that was great. All right. Uh Sean Nelson says guaranteeing his house kids. They don't know where I live though. It was trunk or treat, so Maybe my car might get egged at some point, but <laughs> Sean Man says, Did your wife approve? She says she yeah, she says she approved because I was moving a lot of product. You know, the kids were stepping up. They thought it was fun and they they just were able to get as many of the Sour Patch kids and Smarties and and then we had a basket full of like little toys and stuff. One of the things was uh my wife bought a bunch of like toy rubber snakes. And whenever like some of the kids came by and if they were a little, I'm losing focus here. Whenever the, some of the kids came by, like the older kids, I was like, Hey, I think my wife just put some uh, snakes in there. Most of them aren't real. So like you can feel free to just stick your hand in there. Some of them, some of them are fake. So. <laughs> All right. So that was it. We had a good time. Uh, my, my older daughter kept her distance. <laughs> okay. That's going to be it for today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning, we'll have the Adidas Adios Pro Evo 1 video is going to be dropping at 7 a.m. And then we'll do another live stream, same time as today, uh, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully, I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks. Bye.